0: By staying home, you can not only protect your health and that of those around you, but ensure that our healthcare professionals and our healthcare systems can focus on those who need their help.
1: Hello, and welcome to Corona Movie Club, my entertainment world's answer to social isolation. Um, So we have a schedule of movies and we're all going to watch them independently in our own socially isolated homes and then three times a week we're going to get together over the internet and talk about them just like your mom's old book club used to do. Um, Except now there's nothing old about it because it's all over the internet and we're all social isolating so that we don't help spread the coronavirus around the universe. Um, So we have people from all over North America who are participating and there's going to be different people on each call from the uh, core group and so every episode I'm going to come in and introduce the film that we're going to be watching as well as the names of the people that are going to be on that week's call or that episode's call because we're going to be doing this three times a week. Um, So I hope you guys enjoy. Let's go to the movies. It's something to do. Today's movie is Funny Girl, the 1968 musical um, that really launched Barbra Streisand's career. Um, It's all about Fanny Bryce, who was a real person, as you will hear me discover in the course of the call. Um, Yeah, Don't Rain On My Parade is maybe the only thing you know about this movie. It was certainly the only thing I knew about this movie going in. It also has Omar Sharif in it, um, and it's just the story of uh, Fanny Bryce's rise to fame and her marriage and her life really. Um, it, it's an interesting film. It's certainly an important film in film history in general, but specifically the history of movie musicals, um, which have gone through a real odyssey and a real, um, evolution of style and content over the years Um, and certainly the 60s was a really major part of that and Barbra Streisand was a really major part of that Um, so this is a really well worth seeing movie it is on Netflix it's a little long Um, So prepare for that, Uh, but definitely try and catch it while it is on Netflix, um, because it doesn't, Netflix is not known for carrying a lot of classic films. Um, That is a real weak spot in their catalog. So while it's there, take advantage of that and go check it out and enjoy our discussion. Okay. Funny girl. Talk to me, Steve.
0: Funny girl. I enjoyed it. It's long, but I enjoyed it um, for the most part. (laughs)
1: um i found it excruciatingly long um there are like four plot points so um i would have called it long at an hour and 45 minutes and it was two hours and 35 minutes
0: (laughs) so the seven minute opening before it even started
1: i will confess to fast forwarding through the overture oh okay
0: Um, i i did not because i had time
1: I did not. I started this movie at 5.15 or something like that. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I didn't take a break to go get my grocery delivery. So I finished it at 6.50 or er, 7.58 and we record these at 8 p.m.
0: Amazing. <laughs> so... I'm, I was right before you. Like I started at five. Right. And I paused it maybe a couple times. But...
1: Yeah. I always think I'm going to not pause things and then, lo and behold, a Hallmark movie takes me four and a half hours to get through because I miss movie theaters because I I only, I don't have the attention span for movies. I watch a ton of TV, but if I'm watching a a movie in my own home, I'm like on my phone, I'm pausing the whole time, whereas movie theater, you have to stop and watch it with your phone off and stare in one direction the whole time and it makes me... (laughs) There's lots of movies that I enjoyed in the movie theater that I'm pretty sure I would not have liked if I tried to watch them at home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And vice versa. Like Roma really suffered from my having watched it at home rather I than haven't seen that. it took me three days to get through Roma. <laughs> and as a result, I hated it. But also it took me three days because I hated it. So that goes in a circle, I guess. Okay. Okay.
0: Um,
1: but if I'd seen it in a movie theater, I probably would have liked it because you have to like really focus and engage yeah. with it and watch it all yeah. on go I didn't give it a really fair shot
0: I feel like the artist might be something like that because I saw that in the theater and I sort of liked it but like if I saw it on tv on a small tv or a computer screen I probably wouldn't like yeah it the that.
1: artist yeah. for sure the artist is one of those ones that like I think the artist has really suffered for having one best picture right it was a perfectly delightful movie but the fact that it's a Best Picture winner makes you watch it again and go, wait, what? It's fine, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's happened a lot. That happened to, like, Slumdog Millionaire is a fine movie.
0: That was the worst movie out of the others, I thought.
1: Because like, out of, of everything movie. that was nominated that year?
0: Yeah, and not nominated. Like, I think Doubt was that year, and I, that was one of my favorites of the year.
1: I have very little recollection of that year. I just, I just remember, remember,
0: remember that, that year in, year in particular wasn't very good. Um that was like Frost Nixon and um
1: oh
0: uh Milk uh I think Benjamin Button was also in there so that's like yeah uh-huh. that's also low but
1: um, Milk was great. Milk, um, yeah, Milk
0: was great. great. Frost Nixon I really liked. Uh there was another there was another movie I really liked too that was in there. I forget. Huh. Yeah.
1: We were just talking about the 2017 Oscars earlier today and that was an extraordinary year of movies. Which one was that? Um, it was the year Shape of Water won, but it was like three oh, okay. awards was in there and Call Me By Your Name was that year. And like, there were so many, it was a late yeah. year Lady Bird, which I don't personally like that much, but like still was pretty good. Get Out was that year. It was such a good year. Um. Anyway, Funny Girl. Yes, On funny the other hand, 1968. Um. I definitely spent the whole movie thinking it was set in 1968 before it clocked very late in the movie, that it was like the twenties or something. <laughs> really
0: oh, 19, looked- like 1920s. Yeah. They had yeah. some pretty old phones.
1: Cause it looks like the sixties. Yeah. But then yeah, I was yeah. just like, wait, why is, why isn't she on TV? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I figured it out. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was mostly long. That was my main takeaway. Obviously Barbara Streisand. This was her first film, and she's got such incredible star quality. Like, yeah, if I had never heard the name Barbara Streisand. She has that feeling of like you watch her, and you're like, oh yeah, no, she's she's <laughs> whatever that is. Um, other than that, I don't know how good. <laughs> it had some good. No, it doesn't have some good songs. It has one good song and some other songs.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was maybe like. uh, Rain in My Parade is great. It's a great, great part of the movie, um, and there's a couple other songs that I don't remember that I remember enjoying at the time.
1: Um, I think <laughs> People is a really stupid song. People who need people are the luckiest, oh, right? I, <laughs> I don't get it at all, but I really did like the song at the end. The funny, the song. I don't. It's other oh, funny girl, girl. Yeah, I'm assuming it's called Funny Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that one was really good. That it. I know this is backwards um but it reminded me of a song that was clearly inspired by it um, right. which is pretty funny from Dogfight the Pasek and Paul song um which is I think the best song Pasek and Paul ever wrote for the theater um yeah it just it there were yeah there were a couple a couple musical moments that were nice um I felt like the the I wanna call them the sketches because um Aaron Torkin has this same problem with Studio Sixty where he wrote a story about comedians, which meant that he had to write the actual bits they were doing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so the bits she was in on stage, uh yeah, the were...
0: the Swan Lake was like a little crazy. Uh a little all over the place. But yeah. I was also interested in seeing that. <laughs> if I was just yeah, because it, I like ballet, but
1: it's one of those tricky ones where like anytime you write a character who is supposed to be really, really, really good at something or like a genius or something like that. The problem is that the person writing it has to create that thing, but they are theoretically not a genius. Exactly. Yeah. So it's exactly. like this weird, how do you show, how do you communicate that she's extremely good at what she does? Yeah.
0: Especially when it's performative. Cause if it's just like, knowing things you can do that research as a writer yeah but like if it's a performance thing then it's like hmm, yeah it's tricky to be like
1: this character is the funniest person (laughs) in the world and it's just like okay but you have to hire an actress based on her dramatic ability to play the actual drama of the story you're telling and it's I don't know it's a tricky thing I thought some of those the baby one like or the the wedding one should have been so much shorter um, one thing about the the famous song, which is Don't Rain On My Parade, which is like the... I didn't know very much about Funny Girl. Pretty much all I knew was Don't Rain On My Parade. You too, yeah. And knowing the song fairly well, but always having heard it out of context, I will say it was completely recontextualized for me when I realized that in the actual movie, it the setting of it is she's leaving her dream job in order to go get her man and singing don't wait on my parade and I was like okay so I was very relieved when she went back to the theater but I did have a moment of like wait this song means the opposite of what I thought it meant
0: (laughs) right yeah well like she she wasn't like leaving her dream job she was just leaving the end of it and is going to return hopefully at some point I think that was her idea um it felt
1: like she was quitting though like you can't just walk away from the tour
0: she yeah she said like there's two weeks left I can go it'll be fine you have other you have other girls like she said something like that to the, the guy but um I know but like it's not something that you would do it's just like you can go on that tugboat after two weeks
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it didn't um it was sort of an odd moment as the like big moment of oh, I'm so powerful yeah. and yeah yeah, um, yeah, but it is a, it, it is a definitive I had sort of lost track of where we were in the timing and I was trying to make sure that I got through it on time and we got to that number I was like oh well this must be the end of act one because it's like the most yeah. end of act one number ever mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then uh, there was an intermission which was funny
1: yeah a lot of the old musicals yeah. used to do that which is old
0: movies in general
1: too yeah yeah even you
0: know, like Lawrence of Arabia has a intermission and... well
1: that's a humanitarian thing. <laughs> like if they didn't have an intermission, that would be considered criminal. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think of? So I didn't know anything about the story of Funny Girl at all. Me all sure, I knew was I didn't know the I one song it. and Barbra Streisand. Um, I, I was
0: very interested in this little love story, this little relationship. Um, I thought it was going to be mostly about her career. And then it turned into more about the relationship and how they, I guess, support each other and don't support each other, um, especially in the second act, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, her career was very settled after it was like she got the job at the one theater, Ziegfeld came and see, saw her, and then she was set. Like, that was it. It was, it was a two-plot point career <laughs> trajectory. Um, so, and that could have used a few more beats um but you're right it, it, it i i like any transition into a, a personal story um i spent but i spent a lot of the movie trying to figure out what the catch was because um Cherie's character is very sort of too good to be true and then yeah. he lost all the money and that because was i saw- you see coming yeah exactly you 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 absolutely see it coming and I found I did, of course, find it frustrating, the sort of, like, male pride stuff about how he wouldn't take money from her and, and he was willing to commit crimes and destroy her life rather than take money from her or talk to her or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I did find it a little bit frustrating that it had a bit of a Stand By Your Man kind of vibe. Um, but on the flip side, my favorite part of the movie was when she exits the theater and stands by her man in a way, by the way of deflecting all of the reporters' questions with jokes. Yeah, that was a nice moment, yeah. Yeah, that really showcased her personality in a way that kind of, I feel like you hear a lot about what kind of person she is and it's not until that moment where you're like, oh no, I get her, like I know who that Mm -hmm. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then she like is crying but she like won't let them see that she's crying cuz she's deflecting with jokes and i feel like that was a really evocative character portrait but it was such a small little sliver of the movie um i don't know
0: yeah like she um uh like she was fighting like she i liked seeing her fight for the relationship and fight for him even just for herself um and also like with her i guess her mother's encouragement to fight for it um and like you got to work on it or help him out um because you can that sort of thing um I was very interested in her journey in doing that and like she basically succeeded but he just didn't want to take it um and then at the end of the the his sentence his sentence, is uh, jail time um she ends up uh, leaving him which I like I like that that happened, Um, that she, I guess, came to that decision, because they are not, they can't be together because of his, I I don't know, fragile masculinity, whatever you want to call it, his pride. Um,
1: Yeah. I like
0: like that ending. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I really like the music I in general um I loved the overture at the beginning it I mean it did take seven minutes to get into the movie but <laughs> um I was like at least this is great music that sort of thing um because some musicals can be too cheesy like the music could be too cheesy especially movie musicals yeah um I don't know why this comes to mind but the one with um is it The Way Up or something? Not The Way Up. Though. The one with Ian McGregor. Ian, Yeah, Ian McGregor and
1: Down With Love?
0: Down With Love, that one. With Raiden
1: Zellweger?
0: Yeah. I just remember it was, I remember it being an okay movie, but and like they're charming, but the music I just was not into from what I remember. I just remember that being because they're coming off like Moulin Rouge and um, what's the one that she did? Yeah, Chicago. So it was just like, yeah, this is so much.
1: Well, this was a stage play, right? Like, or not a stage stage musical. And so, yeah, yeah, it was. Whereas Down with Love was definitely written for film. And I always Mm. found the written for film musicals (laughs) had rougher music, in my opinion for the most part the exceptions being singing in the rain probably and which is a really strong story as well and then like a couple good songs um I also am a big greatest showman fan <laughs> but other than that uh yeah generally I think that mu- musicals with music written for film tends to be weaker than yeah um, ones that are adapted from the from the stage play or the stage musical version. Yeah. It's,
0: it's definitely different to see something live and feel it and yeah and hear, and hear like a live orchestra and
1: yeah something
0: that's fine-tuned and all that and
1: yeah um, are am I right that these are real people? These characters are real people? This, uh, a...
0: this I don't know I don't know this.
1: Somebody said this to me and I did not verify it before coming on this call. (laughs) Um, Well, we didn't
0: have time because it was so long.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because I finished at 7.58. Because I was wondering why his name, I don't know. He just, anyway. (laughs) Um, I'm
0: I'm quickly looking it up if you keep talking.
1: Oh, (laughs) keep talking. I don't know. I don't have (laughs) anything to say about this movie. I really liked her hair. Um, when she oh, did yeah. the, she did, uh, when she had her short haircut I thought that was very pretty I liked her eye makeup um
0: biographical musical
1: <laughs> ah there you go
0: um comedian Fanny Bryce yep real real people these are real people yep hmm. yep they had a real re- relationship these two people real real thing
1: cool, cool. <laughs> um she won the oscar for this
0: of course she did
1: and apparently there's a 1975 sequel called funny lady oh, God. which is the funniest sequel name i can think of for something called funny girl but it's so <laughs> like someone wrote an op-ed about the way we address women as girl and so they're right. making a funny lady yeah like the Backstreet Boys, will they ever not be known as boys? They're in their 50s.
0: <laughs> right? And then if there's a trilogy, it's going to be Funny Widow or something.
1: <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um. So long story short, the the lack of plot and um, yeah, it's very light character development yeah. in this film with the exception of what I did find to be a very, a very evocative scene where she's talking to reporters, um, <laughs> led me to not have very much to say about it. So is there anything I, you have to yeah, say? Yeah, there's,
0: there's a, I, I think it's, if you like these type of movies, I think this is a great movie to watch. So these sort of, I guess, one woman show singing movies or, musical movies I feel like this is a good classic to watch um I generally just enjoyed it um I don't I don't think it was really a comedy in any way uh there were some funny moments I not laugh out loud funny um yeah I but, think
1: that yeah. was an, an interesting concept the idea of it's it's definitely not a comedy and it's a a drama about comedy people or a comedy person um I think there's a a strong tradition of stories like that and often they're quite interesting sort of crying clown thing um it was
0: charming like that's what I would define it as as a whole it was a charming movie
1: it was it was Um, it was a nice time and it ended sad sadly uh, (laughs) um but also somewhat triumphantly but mostly sadly but it was, like, pretty, yeah, it was cute, and Barbara Streisand was delightful, and my mother would be very upset if I didn't bring up the fact that she has all-time beautiful hands. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, she had long nails.
1: She had long... I don't... The long nails I always find crazy because how can you function? But yeah. uh, beautiful, <laughs> and her hair was great, and her eye makeup was great, and I don't know, because she sounds awesome, I, obviously. I like the
0: the idea of her character kind of being put in this kind of lavish, rich... Um, lifestyle and she keeps commenting on it that like this is like I like this is this is sort of ridiculous or just just like I'm I'm a more down to earth kind of person just talk to me I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to take this tugboat and be perfectly fine with that that sort of.
1: Yeah, I like I that like she that, was yeah. never ashamed of where she comes from she was always really really proud of it Mm -hmm. like she never there was never a beat where she was trying to hide her accent or um like I feel like a lot of times a story like this involves her trying to change or hide who she was so that she can fit in better with the upper crust um and I like that she was always just unapologetically herself um within that world and just sort of challenged that world to accept and embrace her for that Um, which I think comes from like she got famous and successful in in her art by being completely herself yeah Yeah. um, that's a nice touch as well Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. it is also truly ridiculous how much time we spend talking about how she's not pretty enough in this movie but I do also (laughs) understand like what they were talking about in terms of standards of beauty especially for the 20s Mm -hmm, um and like how that relates to her culture and um the sort of like white supremacy basically um that's yeah
0: there's like there's probably a lot of Jewish stuff that I that I'm like I just haven't grown up with that uh just like the nose thing that she's always been uh that everyone makes jokes about her about so like um that's usually like the go-to thing for Barbra and make fun of her nose like on spoofy shows um but uh, so like I wonder if she's just going by whatever was going on in those years um that that the beauty standards then about you know maybe Jewish people in general or just her and her nose I don't know
1: yeah, because there's also a sort of recurring thing about blondness that also goes hand in hand with that. Like when the 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 kid, it's like, oh, you retained your blonde hair, good. Is she pretty? <laughs> um, which is an interesting angle. Um, but yeah, that's about all I have to say about Funny Girl. Do you have anything to add?
0: Well, that's good. I'm pretty good about that. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it was just, it was very long. It was, it
1: was way too long, but I feel like I say that every single week. And but this one, I really mean it. Like this one wasn't casually a little too long. This was, was
0: two and a, a half hours,
1: good forty-five minutes too long at least. <laughs> and yeah. you could see the parts where they could have trimmed so easily, yeah. yeah. Um, which is always frustrating. But uh, I don't know. It was sweet. It was nice. That's fine.
0: <laughs> and Omar Sharif. Uh, great to see a movie with him because we are not doing a Lawrence of Arabia.
1: Look, I just, yeah. Which it, is just it didn't work four out. hours. It, so it didn't yeah. work out. Netflix decided that I had put it off too long and I was cut off and was not allowed to watch yeah. Lawrence of Arabia.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's maybe too long for this sort of thing anyway.
1: <laughs> well, so is funny girl. So <laughs> <laughs> that'll be our takeaway. I will talk to you next week. Hey, okay,
0: See, see. ya. See you Saturday, I guess, or talk to you.